war. War never changes. It's Friday. My name is Mark Santa Steven. I'm joined by David Lindsay. Hello. Dave, you and I are getting into games. We sure are. What is Getting Into Games? Getting Into Games is this podcast where we talk about uh, games that we've played. We're going to just find a new games that we're interested in, play them, and you know, talk about our feelings about them. Yep. Games that we don't know, games that we do know, uh, just trying to learn about more games, play more games. Yeah. And I talk mean, about them. Yeah. I want to get into games. Yeah. So if you're interested in getting into games, join us for our podcast, Getting Into Games. Woo! All right. Today we are getting into Air, Land, and Sea. Air, Land, and Sea is a two-player card game. I would call it a tactical game mm-hmm. with bluffing elements. Yes. For sure. And it is said to take about 20 minutes. How do you feel about that? that time um when we're playing together i i feel like it goes faster than that killed (laughs) we'll talk more about that (laughs) we'll talk more about that later so that it seems to go pretty quick in my mind i maybe i need to spend more time maybe that could be the answer that could be the answer so Uh, it says 20 minutes i i've had definitely had some of the games take about 20 minutes usually when i'm teaching it to somebody or like the first time you're getting into it uh, but uh, I think that it probably goes a little bit faster than that. Yeah, I would say uh, 15, I would say, is probably 15's like a, a yeah, average. Yeah, but 20 minutes on the box, so if you're interested in a 20-minute two-player card game, uh, this uh, fits the bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, so talk to me about who makes Air, Land, and Sea, Dave. So Air, Land, and Sea, designed by John Perry. Um, I don't know John Perry. I just know that his name's on the box. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm not too familiar myself, but... Um, you know, I'll be honest. That doesn't really mean anything that I'm not that he, familiar. So. He's got he's got uh, some other game credits to his list on the Board Game Geek site. I saw uh, his his Board Game Geek profile. Uh, so he's worked on a couple things. This definitely being the only one that I know of. And I guess he does some video games work too. So, oh, very cool. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's also it's uh, published by Arcane Wonders. Um, which they have some other credits that you might be a little more familiar with. Yes, just a couple things. Uh, First of all, they have a great logo. Um, Let me uh, me grab this logo. It's a good logo. Yeah. It's like a dragon Mm -hmm. with this, like, good aqua blue... Yeah, letter like a silhouette of a dragon with a very kind of uh, whimsical font. Yes, Arcane Wonders, good (laughs) logo. I like it. Um, doesn't necessarily like fit with what's on the box in this game, right? right. But it's still cool. <laughs> it's a cool logo. Arcane Wonders. Uh, they've published a few games. They have more games coming out. Um, not a ton of games. Like there's not like you know some huge library of published games by Arcane Wonders, but they have some cool stuff. A couple of them that I'm interested in. Critical Mass. Okay. Are you familiar? I'm not. Tell me a little more. Critical Mass is another two-player game where you command giant robots that fight each other. 
That sounds awesome. That sounds like everything that I want in my life. Yes. Um, and I'm very interested in that game. It's on my list. At some point, we'll get into it, and we'll make an episode about it. Um, but, yeah, cool game. You, like, do weird things. You have, like, a hand of card. So, so you have, like, specific robot that you are, um, and you get a hand of cards that comes with it. You're kind of, like, shuffling and drawing your cards, and then you're building, like, you know, new weapons on your mech. Oh, okay. And using certain abilities, and then some of your, your abilities are getting stronger and uh, kind of dice throny. Right, right. Pl- we played, it's, it's got some some comparisons to that, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're like battling with these robots. Yeah, I'm yeah. less familiar with Critical Mass than I am with Dice Throne. Okay. Um, but I guess that's something that I would, that you would know my comparison to. Um, but yeah, seems cool. Giant robots fighting. I mean, the, right there, I'm in. We should play it. <laughs> we'll get into Critical Mass at some point. Mage Wars Arena. This is what I believe their most popular game would be what you might be most familiar with arcane wonders with um this is another two-player game that takes like an hour to play like an hour and a half that's wild it's like a long two-player game you're like really strategizing Uh, i'm not super familiar with it but i know that it was a you know pretty popular um and well-liked game uh it's seems intense yeah I mean, that kind of time yeah. between just two yeah. people, that's, a lot of that's things, an intense There game. must be a lot going on. Uh, maybe we'll look into that um, in the future as well. Uh, but yeah, those are other games published by Arcane Wonders. Now, uh, Airland and Sea, the theme of yes. Airland and Sea, it is not mages. No. Or, or, or robots. 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 No robots. Uh, tell me, like, what what is the game set? So it's a, a war-themed game, um, and the, the title of the game is uh, indicative of the um, three theaters of war that, yes. that take place in, in the game. Um, so that kind of actually kicks off, like, the setup for the game, yes. which is uh, you have these larger cards. So it's an all-card game. Um so you have these larger cards that are the three theaters, which are air, land, and sea. Mm-hmm. And um, then you have the smaller playing cards that are... Make up your hands. Make up your hand for the game. And you get uh, each player, is there's uh, 18 total playing cards. Yes. And then you have two, um, there's a first player and a second player card. They're called um, Supreme Commander cards. The Supreme Commander um, and so you're, you're dealt a hand of six at the beginning of the game. And that's, that's basically all you get for yes. the game. And your, your theaters of war, um, they, their placement on, on the game matters. Yes. So they're kind of between the two players and then they're, you know, you just put them out, set them out randomly. They don't have to be in any particular yep. order. So you're across the table from each other. In between you are three cards. One says air, land, and sea. Yeah. And then as you play through the different rounds of gameplay, you kind of shuffle them, just kind of move them. Move them around. Know, move move around them to so the one, they move to the side and the other one, the one goes back around to the other side. So Yeah, because um, it does matter the the order that they're in for your gameplay. So. Will impact your tactics. Yeah, 
yeah, so it makes sense that they kind of shuffle around in, in each turn, so it's it's different each time you play. Mm-hmm. Um, Some differences between the first and second player, too. Um, the first player will win ties. Yes, yes. And there's also, um, well, you can talk a little bit about the um, how do you win the game. Yes, we will, I will that, talk that about that. I think that. plays into the, the, the player cards, too, right? Because you get more points for... Less cards, is it? Um, in their hand, you get um, fewer points. The more cards someone has, we'll talk about that. Well, I'll player. get right yeah. to. I'll get to that in a sec. Um, one thing to keep in mind is there is only six cards in the entire deck per theater of war. Yes, there is eighteen cards that you will be playing with. And there's literally numbered one, two, three, four, five, and six. That's the power on those cards, I guess, if you mm-hmm. will. Um, there's one each card that you. Whenever you get your hand of cards, you are looking at the only card of that type in the game. Right. So if you have the six of land, the other player does not have the six of land, for sure. Which is heavy tanks. Yeah, and it's kind of like a twofold, you know, winning that you're doing in yes. the game because there's there's winning a round and then there's winning the game there's winning the round and there's winning the game so to win a round uh what you need to do is control two out of three theaters of the of of the battle mm-hmm. um by the time that hand comes to a conclusion and there's a couple ways that it can come to a conclusion uh but essentially Let's say you play all of your hands all the way down. Both players have played all six of their cards. There's 12 cards on the battlefield. You calculate which side has the higher number value on their side of the battle, and two theaters will win that battle. Right. Yep. Um, that If that's the case, you will get six victory points. The first player to get 12 victory points wins the game. Yes. Game over. That's it. That's if you're playing your whole hand. That's if you're playing your whole hand, which what I find interesting about this game and maybe may seem counterintuitive your first time coming to it, but once you've played it a few times, it becomes so essential to the way that you can win this game is that you can withdraw at any point. And when you withdraw, you will give your opponent fewer victory points. Yes, and that's based on the amount of cards you have in your hand. Yeah. Yeah, so if you have a lot of cards in your hand and you withdraw, eh, maybe they'll get two victory points. Mm-hmm. If you're down to your last card, they might get four. Right. Yeah, but sometimes you'll get down to your last card and you'll be like, oh, this is over. Mm-hmm. I've lost this game. Yeah. And you should withdraw in that case. Right. You should not just play it out. Uh, as soon as that realization comes to you, you should withdraw. Anyway, we'll talk about that. Um, there's also um, special abilities yes. on certain cards. Mm-hmm. Some of them take place instantly, and some of them take place over the course of the game. Uh, the instant cards have this little lightning bolt on the side of the card, uh, and that just means as soon as you play this card, you're doing this action. Right, and that's it. Doesn't happen again. Doesn't happen again. Um the ongoing ones will have this little infinity 
symbol yeah. on them, and they just mean if they're face up on the battlefield, then this effect is in place. Right, and that remains unless you have a card that can flip it, flip it, or negate that. Yep, that ability. Yep. So an example of that would be, oh, because this card is in play, any card that's face down on my side is worth four instead right. of two. Mm-hmm. Um, something like that. Which, uh, talk to me about playing cards face up or face down. How does that factor into this game? Yeah. So we, you know, we talked about like how each card. Uh, so there's there's um, one through six for each uh, theater of war. And you can only play, unless you have cards that say otherwise, you can only play a card to its appropriate theater. So you can only play an air card to the air theater, um, unless you have a card that allows you to move that to a different area. You're not putting a battleship on the land. Correct. Unless you have a card that somehow <laughs> allows that battleship to be on land. <laughs> How they make that work, I don't know. But they figure out a way. But it's awesome. <laughs> but it's amazing. <laughs> um <laughs> But you can play cards face down, and they have a flat value of two. And they're wild. And they're, yeah, you can play them anywhere. Deuce is wild. So that's good. <laughs> Look at it. Deuce is wild. <laughs> Put that card anywhere. So, um, yeah, and, and that, that kind of plays into the, the tactics of the, um, the game. Right. And knowing that you only need to control two out of three theaters, you may look at your hand and say, oh, I have this card for land. I don't want to play it on land because I don't have any other cards for land, so I'm clearly not going to win it. Right. I would rather play it in the sea. Yes. So then you would play it face down in the sea. Deuces wild, two points to the sea. Yeah, so maybe it's a a, a four for land, but right. you, you know, you're giving up those two points in land because it's not going to help you. At least but you'll two get points it. in another place is going to be a lot more valuable. Yes, and it is true, once you've played it face down... If something were to happen and cause a card to get flipped over, you might just have a battleship in the sky. Right. <laughs> could happen. It could happen. It could happen. So let's say you play a battleship, like which a... is the number six. You play it in the air face down. Your opponent doesn't know that it's a battleship face down. Mm-hmm. He just knows that there's a face down card in the air. Right. Right? On your next turn, you have a card that lets you flip that card. You put it down, flip it over. There's a battleship in the sky. Yeah. And you have six extra points in the sky. Yeah. That's crazy. It's shield. It's Yeah. It's, it's a, a shield battleship shield in World battleship War II. in the sky. Yep. Yeah. Um, great. Uh, that's the gameplay. Yeah. There's three cards, air, land, and sea. They rotate. You shuffle in these 18 cards, deal each person a hand of six. You play it out. Uh, and you have to win two theaters to win a battle. You win 12 points to win a war. Yeah. And so basically at the end of a round, which either concludes when all the cards are played or somebody withdraws, then uh, you shuffle the cards back up. You deal out six uh, six cards again. You switch players. So like whoever was first, first second. just switch, uh, switch each other. Um, and then you do it again you until do it again. somebody gets 12 points. Talk to me about how you feel about the stuff. Yeah, the, 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 the stuff in the box. So we talked, it's about uh, 20 cards total with the Supreme Commanders and the you know the 18 other cards for the different areas. Um, and then three large cards for the, yeah. the theaters of war. And they give you some counting tokens. You have 
in denominations of six, three, and one. Mm-hmm. You get some counting tokens to uh, to um, count the victory points there. It all looks good. Yeah, I mean, quality is is you know, I mean, it's like the card size are just normal like playing card size, and they you know they have that same feel like linen yeah. linen playing card kind of poker um, card feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do love the text on the on the backs of the cards. Yeah. I like that text. Um, and I like the number, the thing they do with the number, the look on the numbers. is I like it. Yeah, it's got that stencil. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, so I did say war theme. I didn't mention that it's really more a World War II-specific theme. It, yeah. Um, you know, based on the, the artwork on the cards and everything like that. So, um, yeah, it, it's n- not modern war. It's more... You know, World War Two. It's World War Two. So. Yeah. One thing I do want to mention, I like that um, the commander cards. I like that it, they just say Supreme Commander. <laughs> yeah, more of a generic term. That's all it says. Like that so kind of an odd, odd. Like they could have gone with General. No, Supreme Commander. But... <laughs> Supreme Commander is the good. Yeah. I mean, uh, but I, I appreciate that it's not like your Hitler. Right. Right. Yeah. They're they're not assigning you any. No. Any, uh, I don't really uh, feel like being Hitler. I don't. No one wants to be Hitler. I, and I mean, like some of the artwork is like you know a little reminiscent, like country origin. Like um, you know, I'm looking at a card with the uh, planes on it. And, you know, it they look like uh, British, um, the planes. Royal Air Force. So you know, but like it also is kind of ambiguous. So you know, they, the they only thing, so. the first thing that comes to mind whenever I think of Royal Air Force, what's that? Chicken Run. <laughs> That's unfortunate. No, that movie's a, great. <laughs> it is a good movie. I guess I've seen it too many times. Because um, there's the one chicken, the one rooster. Yeah. Yeah, the rooster like, in the hen house. Claimed like to a... have been in the Royal Air Force. <laughs> yeah. So for whatever reason, that's what sticks in my mind. Anyway, um, yes, that the those planes, yeah, they have a look of the, the Royal Air Force. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just Supreme Commanders. That's all we are. Mm-hmm. There's... We're just we're just having battles. Yeah, we're just fighting battles. Yeah. Um, the uh, components for the victory point tokens feels good. Just little cart, little pop out. Yeah, little pop out tokens. Tokens. They're you know everything is like of the quality you would expect it to be. Um, I think in some game. cases, uh, the artwork doesn't necessarily like stand out as being amazing. Yeah, it's kind but of it's like very passable for what you're doing. I think it, I like it a lot because it's it's got a nostalgic feel to sure. me. Um, I would I would place it as like a World War II book cover, like that's what oh, I would yeah. say. Like if you were to grab a World War II novel, like some old like you know, uh, beat up paperback off the rack. Yeah, because they do kind of have like a like the cards have a, a worn look to them. They do. Like they which make is, them look it's like a good a, it's a good feel to the cards. Like it just like makes you feel like you're. Like, you're picking up this deck that's been sitting on the shelf for, you know, 40 yeah. years. Yeah, like, there's, uh, like, it looks like the, you know, kind of looks like the corner of the card is creased, but that's just printed on the card. Um, so, yeah, they, they uh, that, that that's what kind of gives me that vibe. It's like, oh, yeah, it makes me want to, like, read some World War II trash yeah. bob- novels. <laughs> yeah. So. Or history. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got this. I my my uncle was like a huge history guy. Like he's just really into reading history books. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was like a, you know, 
teenager. I mean, I've always been interested in history as well. And so I would talk to him about that stuff. When I was a teenager, he would always like, he would buy me books for Christmas, but they were like much too dense (laughs) for me. So I have this shelf of books in my bookshelf at home. I have a huge Churchill book. Okay. It's like the definitive Churchill biography. Um, And I've definitely not read it. Uh, But it's there. Uh, I have two books on Alexander the Great that he gave me. Large books, big books, and one on uh, Hannibal, um, general from the Second Punic War. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Elephants. Yeah. To Rome. Yeah, through mountains. From the north. (laughs) Crazy. That's a feat. That's That's a feat. Um, anyway, yes, I have those books. I have this massive Churchill biography. Maybe I'll read it someday. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe not. <laughs> it's there, though. It's there. It's there. Dave, tell me, how do you feel about air, land, and sea? Dude. Dude. I love this game. You are loving it, man. I am in love with this game. I, uh... The first hand we played, you were like, oh! I was blown away. I was like, <laughs> this is great! This is such a great game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked it. And uh, yeah, we get, I think we can safely say I got destroyed. <laughs> um, we've we've played a good good amount of hands on this uh, this game. And uh, yeah, I I think I've won maybe two rounds out of out of all the games. And zero played. games. And then won two rounds by withdrawal, I will say too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't win any hands by um, but I'm still like very passionate about playing this game. I yeah. really enjoy it. Yeah, I think it's very exciting. I think uh, this is the kind of game that you should play over and over again with a friend that you can both have good understandings of how the game is played. Yeah, you've played it over and over and over again together, and you'll still have that. You'll feel that ten- that will make that tension be even greater mm-hmm. when you're playing cards that you've already seen each other kind of do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, e- even though there's, you know, only really 18 playing cards that you're you're dealing with, like it, it the game feels fresh each hand because of the way the you know, it shakes out. Totally. Every time you get a hand of 6, you're you look at it and then you figure out what can I do with this hand. Right. Nothing no pre-planning. It's just here we are. Yeah, and I mean, you're seeing the same cards over and over again, but they play differently each time. They play differently depending on what else you have. And you got to, so it's it's a really interesting game, because we talked a little bit about it being a, a tactical game with bluffing elements. And I would equate it in in a lot of ways like poker, because, and I think that's where kind of like the bluffing comes in, because you have to you have to make a first, if you're first player, you, you, you got to pick the first card to put down. And that could dictate, the the whole rest of how you play the game because you could put a six down real hard real and heavy bold. Yeah. on the on the first first play and just be like yeah I'm putting six in air what do you what do you got and you got anything in air like, oh, <laughs> and then like if you have so the the kind of way that you, the, your hand shakes out is you're probably going to be heavy on two of the three um, theaters of war yeah. Like you're most likely you're not gonna get because you get six cards you're not gonna get two of each kind although that that does happen and but if it does happen you might maybe have a bad hand 
Yeah, you kind of don't want that. Probably want to find the right time to withdraw. Yeah, you kind of want that, but at the same time, the actions, the abilities of each card might not even matter. Because again, we talked about playing those cards face down. So if you so, and that's again where it, it kind of you kind of have to see how your other your opponent plays. Because if I if I put a card out in air, and then you put a card out in sea, and then I put another card in air, and you put a card in land, I'm gonna be like, you don't have shit in air. Mm-hmm. You got nothing. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna. I got to go heavy on air if I have the ability to do that. So that might be playing face down in in air to, you know, playing cards face down to get those two points and build that up, make sure that, like, that's solid. Um, and then you might be able to figure out, like, what if where you can, you know, best utilize those cards in those other areas because you do have to win too. So, um, but it's kind of like... You also might find, like, find yourself with a hand of cards and you say, I think, I really think I got this. But I don't want to go come across too heavy-handed. So how can I string them along so that we get all the way to the end and I win it to get all the victory points? Right. Which we had happen like just now. We just played a game and um, the first round. The first round, I was like, <laughs> we, we went into it and I said, I might actually win. Yeah, we'll see. you were this feeling time, good about it. I'm like, this time well, I'm gonna actually, I might actually win a win a round or win a game. And uh, and we're I'm I'm playing my hand out and I put I've got stuff like in all three theaters right I've got you know some good strong cards too got the you know the heavy tanks are in the land that's mm-hmm. the six so that's the highest value you know default card out of the land cards and then um, I've got uh, the you know the C I'm feeling pretty good on. Uh, and then, you know, you're like kind of, you're creeping along and you're ahead. Yeah, I was, the way that I was playing it was I had, I was playing a lot of face down cards. So I, I had a card that gives your face down cards a value of four. So normally it's two. So you're doubling the value of any face down cards. And I also had some uh, cards that would flip your cards. Yes. And so I ended up flipping some of your your heavy hitters your you your, did your six um and so we yeah we got down to the very last card and I was you were like, ahead I, I was like i i got this like it's in the bag like playing my last card like feeling all high and mighty and then you played your last card i played my last card and i transported the heavy tanks to the sea and that was it and that was it and got basically six points in that side that you were certainly not expecting to be able to be there because i was winning the the land and that you only had the tanks there yes or maybe i think you had a card that was one so you had a six and a one i think that Um, was the only one i had there yeah so you had the one card there so i had i was like cool i'm i'm winning land and then c i was like i'm winning land and c and then air like who cares air can you know nothing no don't care what's going Mm -hmm. on over there um, but yeah, and you you brought over the tanks, like, well, and I guess I'm just it. gonna have to bring these tanks to the sea because <laughs> I didn't have any cards in air. I don't think at that point. Yeah, the air and was so, the one, and you find yourself <laughs> in that position. I think a lot where uh, after three cards, it's like, oh, he's not. He doesn't have any C cards. Yeah. So my my five in the C is gonna be plenty for C. Mm-hmm. Um. 
so these other cards I have, I need to like find ways to get them elsewhere. Right. Yeah. Um, or you say I need to get that card out of the sea and put that somewhere where move it, you know, if yeah, I can. Yeah. Um, so that happens. You'll you'll you notice that like all the time. Often. Yeah. Um, and then it becomes okay. So if I'm good on this one, then there's one that my opponent is going to be good on. So the question is, which is the one that we're actually fighting over? Yeah. Yeah. And you don't know. Mm-hmm. And you, it's... You so hope it's like, that it will play out in your favor, and you just don't know. Yeah, and so it's it's tough because you get this strategy. Like, you're working on this strategy with the cards you have. And, like, we're definitely, I think, at a point where, like, we both have a strong understanding of the, the cards and the gameplay and everything. Um, obviously you're much better than I am in (laughs) understanding, (laughs) but, uh, we both have a strong understanding. So we, uh, we, we are both playing well. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's the difference is like, there's a difference between playing your hand really well and you play it to the end. And like, there's no way I would have known that you would have transported that tank to So like I played the hands the best I could with the cards I had. And had you not had that card, it would have been fine. I would have won. Um, but I think that's kind of like you were saying, like you can you can kind of hold out, like mm-hmm. you know, don't reveal your big dramatic finish until the end, mm-hmm. and hopefully they play all their cards and you get the maximum amount of points. Um, but I do think it's also something you need to keep in mind as you're playing the game is to remember that withdrawing is a thing, yes. and like that's it takes a little getting used to with this type of game because it you does feel you, like you want to keep playing. You feel like you want to keep playing. You feel like you always have a chance. Yeah. But withdrawing, I've found to be very much the key that this game had. The key that differentiator that it's a th- it's a choice you can make in this game to step away, give yourself a new hand and a new chance. Yeah. So whether like- that's like I'm down to my last two cards, I'm gonna withdraw now, even though it's it's still not a great time. Like it's still giving a lot of points. I'm still right. giving four points. At least you're not giving six. Right. And, I mean, that gives you just another round to maybe win the game. So let's say if you're only winning, you know, you're only getting four points per round, you know, mm-hmm. that's going to take three yeah. to win the game. If you get six points, you're halfway there. Two rounds, you're done. You're halfway there. <laughs> yeah. Um if you get six points and then you win, and then you with like let's say you give up six points to the opponent, and the next round you back out early, you gave up three points, you can't back out anymore. Right now it's over. Yeah. Um, so if you find yourself like that far down, not a good situation to be in. So especially on that first hand, you know, finding the way to read it and knowing when to withdraw. But I mean, yeah, like you said, you always feel like you have a chance. Yeah. You always feel like you're. Your strategy might pull it out for you. Uh, and maybe your strategy is to wear them down. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's like, I'm, and that that's could be where the 20-minute the game play comes in. Because, like, I think we, we generally would play to the end or at least to last, like, two cards. Um, but if you were, if you got right in, like, your first player, you drop down six or something like that, and I just go, I'm out. And you get, I think, you get one one point i think at that point something like that so you get like one point and then you could essentially do that through multiple hands just only mm-hmm. dishing out one point for the other person mm-hmm. try again to a point where you're just like just kind of like 
you know, off your game and, and then mm-hmm. you try and like, uh, you know, maybe that's a tactic. There's plenty of different, there's so many different ways that these few cards can be used. Yeah. So many different ways that you can choose to interact with them, whether that's playing things out or withdrawing mm-hmm. super early mid game, but withdrawing is key. Yeah. Yeah. I equated that again, like a, to uh, be close to pokers, you're, you're just folding. Right, so you're saying like I'm gonna cut my losses. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I put some money in, but I'm not gonna win this. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm just gonna leave it how it is, and you can you can take what take what you get. You also uh, may find yourself with not a great hand, but with a couple good cards, mm-hmm. and you try and play them up front, try and intimidate the other person out. Right. Yeah, that's something that you can do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it kind of that that's kind of part of it is like trying to read, you know, what are they doing? Like, if you're putting big cards out out front, it's like, are you trying to intimidate me, or right, or do you have a whole hand of big cards, big or cards. do you have a bigger plan going on, and mm-hmm. you need those cards out so then you can try and move them along, move them around to other areas? Now, you and I pulled aside two cards each that we'll talk about quick. Yeah, um, two separate cards with separate abilities. Uh, ironically, we both picked um, two cards with ongoing abilities and two cards with inst- or one card with an ongoing and one card with an instant ability. Perfect. Uh, I have the first one. I'll talk about the reinforce card. Mm. This card says, "Look at the top card of the battle deck. You may play it face down to an adjacent theater." I believe that's the only card that allows you to draw an additional card yes it is the only card in the game from that you will be able to use an extra card from the deck i think it is it, it can be you know it, it's always nice yeah it has a value of one and it will give you at least two to your adjacent theater so that's nice right nothing about that is bad uh it can be ridiculous yes with other cards combining it with some other cards that mm-hmm. either will allow you to maybe flip that card that you put down, and all of a sudden you drew a six. Yes. And you can flip it and have a whole six in addition to your whole hand. Yeah. That has happened. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. There's an also um, a card that allows you to... Um, oh, you have it. Why don't you talk about it? This one? This Redeploy. One. Redeploy. So redeploy... C card is a uh, instant ability, and it's uh, it's a number four, so it's four points card, and return one of your face-down battle cards to your hand. If you do, gain an extra turn. So if you had this in combination with Reinforce, you're essentially just... Getting an extra card and an extra turn. Yeah. That's insane. And with a, a, a limited, already a limited hand of stuff? Yeah. That's a huge advantage. Huge advantage. Um, yeah, redeploy another great card because again, we talked about playing face down and so you can play face down in any theater and then you go, okay, I'm going to take that face down card I played and I'm going to play another card. I played it. And so you could take that, you could take that too. You might've put a two down in air. Nothing's happening in air. Nope. And so you need to get that out of there. And maybe the card that you put down is a C card. Mm hmm. So you get that C card back. And, and then you put it in the C. Put it in the C, yeah. 
Or if you need to just like fake somebody out for a little bit, put something over here. Oh, you think I'm probably going to go this way? Actually, I'm just not going that way at all. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like a total, it also totally shifts the momentum mm -hmm. uh, because giving you that extra turn, you know, if you're playing, you know, the other person was being the first player, you're stealing that initiative from them by getting that extra right. card out front. Yes. Um, so that's that's definitely a pretty pretty cool card. Also, uh, I don't know if we mentioned this. When you play a card, any cards that you play are just going in a straight line in that theater, meaning that if you have a card, your first card down, your next card that you play in the same theater is going on top of that card, and it's covering that card. Right. So that abilities, ability cards aren't necessarily going to affect the card that's covered, such as like, hey, flip this, flip a card into the adjacent theater. Right. You can't flip a covered card. Yes. The redeploy card does allow you to wit to draw a or to to pick up a covered face down card. Yes. And this is something we just found out. We just found out, and we had been playing it wrong, and I'd played it wrong with other people before as well, um, because. My understanding of the rule book was that any card that's covered, right, you're done. Out, out of play, co it's covered up. Yeah, you know, it's it's Basically doing what it's doing. Locked in by it's what's locked what's in. Above it. Um, uh, so the website itself, the website for Ireland and Sea, has clarifications for a couple of the cards. And yeah, that's one of them. And, and we were talking about like just adding the word any. Would do the, the thing. Would, 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 do, would, would be would the answer. Clear clear that up uh, for you. But yeah, it's return one of your face-down battle cards to your hand. Mm -hmm. um, not any one of your face-down battle cards. It should do, say any. Extra turn. Yeah. I think it should say any. All right, the other card that I'm going to talk about is the Blockade card. Blockade. Um, blockade makes me think of Star Wars. Yes. Um this card I have found to be controversial, both uh, in the public opinion, meaning people having thoughts about it on, like, Instagram, like, ugh, blockade card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also with, like, people that I've played, um, my uh, playing this game with my dad, he, like, it can be a hard card to understand what it's doing. And so you go to play it, and it's like, okay, yep, you played that. And then they go to, like, play another card. I'm like, you can't really do that because you played the blockade card. Yeah, like, you so could hurt yourself you by You can it. definitely hurt yourself with the blockade card. Yeah. Um, so, uh, ultimately, I have come around on it. Uh, it's worth five, so that's a high value. Mm -hmm. It's a C card. The blockade, essentially, makes it so that an adjacent theater cannot have... An adjacent theater that already has three or more cards in it, you can't play any more cards there. Yeah, it's done. It's done. So if the C is in the middle and you play the blockade, both air and land, if there's more than, if there's three or more cards there, yeah. you're not playing any more cards. Yeah. Everything else is going to the C. And so you have to pay strong attention if you're playing it yourself that you're not limiting. Like if you have a plan to play other cards in those adjacent areas... You need to play them first. <laughs> you need to play them first before you play the blockade. But at the same time, you also need to do it at a time that's going to benefit you. Yes. And if you play too late, 
doesn't really matter. So the blockade card is good when you have an area that you have locked down and you can play the blockade card and then psh, it's done. Yeah. Yeah, I think it works well too if you have if if C is on the end, you're really only blocking one other uh, area, and then so. What's nice about that is you can look and say like if C is next to air and you don't have anything going on in air, you know, you don't really care, you know. But you have there's three cards there. Yes, you just block that out because block if the out. other person is trying to get air, that just kills it for him. <laughs> You've got one more card. This card is pretty cool too. Yeah, this one is an ongoing one. Um, I think it's pretty powerful. It's a support card. It says the card called support. Um, it's uh, one point, but you gain plus three strength in each adjacent uh, theater, which is really dope. Uh, mean also, if the let's say you play it in the air, the air happens to be in the middle this round mm-hmm. because those cards shuffle. The air is in the middle of this round. You play that in the middle. You're getting six extra points, three in each theater, right? Land and sea. Mm-hmm. Also, if you find a way to with another card, let's say play a card in any theater on your next turn. Yeah. You can just play it in the middle. Right. Playing it in the middle is clutch. Yes. And there's also cards that give your, that when on top, give the cards below them a higher value. So even though this is one, you, you could, could essentially bump up, <laughs> bump up the value mm-hmm. and still get the benefit of the card. So, so if you play the support card in the middle, you're essentially playing a card that's worth seven points. Right. If you're playing, and obviously, like, of those seven, not all of them are going to be valuable because you're going to be losing one of those theaters, potentially. Uh, But it puts the pressure on all three of the theaters. Oh, yeah. Because you're saying, like, even if you're, even if you have mostly air cards in one of the other theaters, like, you still have three on that one. And so, again, it's like, if you put this kind of out as your first card... Yeah. Then it's kind of like that's that's one of those cards you could see and be like, mm, mm, I might just I back out and I don't feel so good about yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> I might just withdraw and, and you know, there's your one point. Good job. Absolutely. <laughs> um, those are four examples of any of the cards you might find. Yeah. So the sixes, the the most valuable cards, they do not have any abilities. They're just pure just raw strength, power, raw power, heavy bombers, battleships, tanks. Those are those. Yeah. The rest of them have some type of um, ability, uh, whether that's instant or ongoing. Uh, those are some examples. Various other ones. A lot of flipping. Yeah. Especially in the, like, threes. You flip cards, which is very, very useful. Uh, you can flip, some cases, your opponent's cards. So mm-hmm. if someone plays a six, you can flip it, turn it into a two. Yeah. Those kind of moves are really, really nice um, to be able to make. Uh but that's uh, that's air, land, and sea. Yeah, yeah. It's um, like you said, love this game. I and love you this have game. Not won it. I have not won this game, but I love it. What I think I like <laughs> about it too is like it's kind of like if you're ever curious about playing like a collectible card game, I feel like this would give you a sense of what the gameplay is like in those games. You've activated my trap card, right? <laughs> Well, it doesn't go down that route, but it does give you the ability to, like, uh, you, you know, set traps, kind of have a strategy and, you know, um, 
and kind of a, a back and forth that is very approachable. Yes. Like you don't, because it's, it's very simple. Here, you have these six cards. Figure it out. Do your best to win two of these areas. Yep. Um, and so that I really like about it, because I love that kind of gameplay, like the strategy, um, like formulating these strategies in your head. Um, you're just, you know, too good of an opponent. I got to find find someone that's not as good. Uh, I have one all but one game. Yeah. With Thomas, friend yeah. of the pod. Yeah. Took so me out <laughs> on his first his first attempt. Um, other than that, I've I was beginner's undefeated. luck. Beginner's luck. No, he had <laughs> he got me good. He got me good. Um, I found introducing this game to people can be tricky because being so familiar with how the cards play and them not being so familiar they can take longer to get to understanding their their tactics yeah. and then I'm like kind of rolling over them Just, yeah yeah and so that's not always super fun to introduce someone to a game and then be like here let me introduce you to this game that I will destroy you in yeah um but what's good is it's quick enough that you can be like, look, I know all these cards. You're learning them. Let's just play a couple, couple, couple rounds just rounds, to warm yeah. up, and and then you know, and then we'll then we'll, we'll play get like serious. A, a yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah. Um, Even like just as being like, here, just take take some time to like read the cards and like, you know, get an idea of what, how you can how they're going to interact with each other. Totally, totally. Um, I really enjoy this game. I played it with my dad. Um, I thought this would be a good game to play with him. We had a good time with it. Um, I played it. It's easy to introduce to people. It's a small box. There's, like, nothing in it. There's literally 20 cards. Right. 23 if you're counting the, you know, air, the, the, you know, theater cards. Yeah, and I think explaining the gameplay is really easy. Like, explaining how to play the game is easy. It's, you know, the hard part is, you know, figuring out your strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The actual idea of like, look, you got to win two of these areas of war, and then you, you get know, some points. Also, and you get these points based on withdraw how many cards. <laughs> yeah, withdraw. Remember that you can withdraw. Back out when you're losing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a key thing that I I I myself don't do enough. I find playing this game, but I also feel like you get in these moments where you're like, ah, I got such a good plan here, and then like. Uh, you you get too far and you're just like I think I got this and then it just it comes down to those last couple cards and yeah you, you know. have to be thinking as much about what the other person plays as what you are going to play right yeah yeah I think you made the point of uh like when you beat me in that first round like you got to look at like you're ahead but I'm still here so why have I not withdrawn exactly yeah. Exactly. And then so it's like you must have something that's going to beat me. And then it's like you said, even if you're down to one card, it's worth withdrawing at that point. No one wants to say I withdraw. I lose. Yeah. No, <laughs> but... nobody wants to say that. But that is so key to how this game plays. Um I I it's a great game. Yeah. That's Airland and Sea. We got into it. Absolutely. I'm also a huge fan of World War 2 era stuff in stuff. general so like you are that's, some, that's that... <laughs> a thing that we share that, that's a passion that we share um so the setting appeals yes yes specifically uh um, this game doesn't have to be a war game 
It does. Could be. Yeah, I mean, you could theme it anyway. You could theme it anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm attracted to it because of that. Theme. Yes. Yeah, and like the again, like the kind of nostalgic artwork and everything. You know, definitely, definitely appeals to me. Totally. Totally. Um, in the in the vein of World War Two. Um, let's just, let's say here, that'll conclude our conversation about the game. Yeah. But we're going we're gonna to talk for a little bit about some other stuff. Yeah. So absolutely. if you want to get to know David Mark a little bit. Stick around. Stick around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not for, not for too long here, but for a couple minutes. Um, tell me, uh, World War Two uh, movies. Like what's your, uh, mm. what's your fave? We're going to go fave. Favorite one. Um... Well, I have to say it's not a movie, but a series. Band of Brothers. That's the one. Yeah. I feel like that is Yeah. Uh, it's got it hits like all the points and like what you want to see in like a Absolutely. And it's good the movie. whole time. Yes. Yeah. And literally all 10 episodes all good. It's amazing. Uh great characters in it. Um the fact that it's based on like, you know, we're yeah, based on true, true events, true people. Um, you know, they'll have like little interviews of the actual um, people who are being portrayed in the show, mm-hmm. um, and you know, so that's interesting, kind of like from a historical aspect. I am definitely due to rewatch it. Uh, I was for a while. I was watching it every year. I've probably haven't watched it in a couple of years now, maybe two years. Um, love it. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the same thing. Like every every year, or so just do a rewatch and i find myself getting like sucked into it you know it's like each time i start it up again i'm like how many episodes can i watch right now (laughs) did you like the pacific i didn't watch all that i watched uh maybe like the first two episodes and i I wasn't opposed to it it is different it just didn't hit me the way that the uh the original totally fair um i found the pacific to be uh they're both very emotional I found the Pacific to be emotional in like a on like a darker, less hopeful side. Yeah, I kind of feel like they mirror or mimic kind of the uh, like true to life scenarios because you had at the time there was like these two, um, you know, wars going on. You had the war in the Pacific, and then you had like the you know European war, um, and the way that band of brothers kind of plays out is that you know you go from like these guys getting trained into them getting deployed and then you have them like having been on the front lines for a while and you know and then you have like new people who are getting deployed into their their regiments and stuff like that and so um it feels like this very like kind of like clean um version forward moving beginning through to the end and i think also like what you think of when you think of like world war ii like you think of like battling hitler right like that's kind of the yeah um what you think of but the war in the pacific was like so much dirtier and grittier than yes like the battle in in europe that like it's, it's not as pleasant to even think about. Right, like, and I feel not like... Not that, that any kind of them is pleasant, but no, it's like... No, no, But I, like, that almost, you know, from a historical standpoint, it feels like it got kind of pushed to the side, even though it was almost like, I think, a much bigger battle. I mean, we dropped atomic bombs, you know? Like, yeah. it was... Um, 
Yeah, much crazier. So I feel like that, like watching that had more of a feeling of like uh, what you would expect from a um, Vietnam movie than sure. than like something that's like World War Two, which is more like, I don't know, you kind of get that like heroic, like right. young men going into battle and kind of thing. And, totally, totally. Uh, not so much as like bleak. Totally, <laughs> totally. I, I, I found myself, the last time I watched the Pacific, I was like very moved by it. Uh, but definitely in like a, a heavier sense than I was in Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers, you kind of honestly, I don't know. I leave watch Band of Brothers, and I feel like awesome, and I know mm. that like you know it's very serious stuff going on. But like right. the, something about the way it's framed, you know, it's very heroic, like you said, and I just like kind of leaves me like pumped up, like want to go do something. Right. You know, right. I leave the Pacific, and I'm like, whoo. Yeah. I'm drained. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got stuff to think about, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and there is one real weird episode. Like, the third episode is, like, real weird and, like, takes place in Australia, I think. And it's just like, like, what's going on here? What are we doing? It's like a guy, like, falls in love with, like, some Australian girl for, like, the episode. Yeah, uh, okay. And then, like, leaves. Yeah. It's, like, over. Uh, so that one, like not as, as great whereas band of brothers front to back yeah good just go um, the way through did and you, i feel like i really like what i always come back to band of brothers is like the um the kind of story about leadership in it and yeah totally uh because you have these guys in training and you know and i i, I you know, if you're interested in watching, I mean, it's been out forever, but, you know, I'll try not to give, give away too much if, you're, if this sparks your interest. But um, the person that's leading their training is ultimately who's going to lead them in battle. It's supposed to be who leads them in battle. Right. And um, he's a very aggressive person, kind of looking out for number one. Um, and, you know... High opinions of his own on how things should be run. Right. Just, yeah, he's just listening to himself. Yeah. And then you have these, uh, you have these other, like, kind of, like, lower-ranking uh, Also, officers. he's David Schwimmer. Also, he's David Schwimmer. Curry! So you had these other uh, officers, and, you know, it, it kind of goes through, like, their different leadership styles and, and stuff like that. And it's interesting to kind of, uh, you know, when you think about, uh, you know, leadership as a whole, I always kind of, like, go back to that movie as my totally. go-to as, like... You know, this is the Winters is the person you want you want to be your leader. Yeah, you don't want I forget his name, David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer, <laughs> <laughs> and you 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 can clearly see why. Totally right, and like so, it's like if you've ever, um, you know, either I guess I, you know I haven't been in the military, but I'm sure if you've been in the military or even just like worked a job where you had mm-hmm. people like running the show, um. You know, you I, you can equate that you know kind of mm-hmm. leadership styles to people you've met in real world. I think absolutely. Well, uh, I think we're gonna wrap it up here. Cool. It's been a pleasure, Airland and Sea. This is getting into games. You can find us at Instagram. We have an Instagram for our stuff. It's Dead Bird R I P. Dead Bird R I P. Follow us on Instagram. What else can they do too? Yeah, we can also check out the website, which is deadbird.rip, deadbird.rip. To, um, there's you know a little bit more about us on there. There's That's the website. Links to the podcast on there. 
Um, so yeah, you can kind of get there and that will, that will link you to everything else, but, um, yeah. Or send us an email at deadbirdrip at gmail.com. Deadbirdrip at gmail.com. Send us an email. Tell us what you thought of the show. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Trying to think of a, <laughs> yeah. Trying to think of a quote from uh, <laughs> from the, like war movie, Saving Private Ryan or something like that. You earned it. <laughs> I can't think of any. Uh... <clears throat> More. <laughs> war never changes. <laughs> war never changes. <clears throat> War. <clears throat> All right, best well, best Ron Perlman impression <laughs> from Fallout. Go. War. I'm not doing an impression. I'm I'm doing a I'm doing my own my own take on it. All right. <clears throat> I gotta dig deep here, deep into my chest. War. War never changes. War. War never changes.